0: This is the Hole in My Heart podcast with Matt and Lori Krieg. Episode 10 Lament is the worst best?
1: Yeah, that's it. Lament is the worst best. Or the best worst. Or the best worst. Maybe it is. I I just like ending it on a happy note because I don't like sad things Mm. like lament.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What's more important, primacy or recency?
1: I don't know. Anyway, welcome to the Hole in My Heart podcast. We're so glad to be back with producer Steve. It's like,
0: great to be here.
1: Seriously, <laughs> we loved Marvin and we loved going to our friends there, at our daily bread. But mm-hmm. when we walked back into the studio, it was like being home. <laughs> so thank you. And I can't believe we're on number 10. That's two hands. Yeah. Do you guys remember turning 10 and you're like, I'm this many? Or is that only when you're five? Like when you're only one hand? I, I'm too old to remember
0: five or 10.
1: <laughs> Steve just had birthday. I did. Steve, you want to say how old?
0: <laughs> well, I'm not 50. That's I'll it. Just he's say not. That.
1: He's the number he'll be the rest times. of his life. <laughs> But we think you look super young and act super young and yet bring the maturity of 49. So we're super glad you're here. So, yeah, today we are talking about Lament. But before we get there, we're going to do some kind of funny things, uh, which includes a dad joke competition, which may be strange for the radio. So for all of you uh, social media friends, I am going to video this and somehow connect it to this audio thing we're doing, so pray for Mm. me as I work (laughs) on technology, not my forte. Okay, but we're going to do the question of the week from last week, which shoot i forgot to ask one so yeah i didn't ask marvin one or launch us to one so we're going to take what we talked about last week with him Mm -hmm. um which one of the things he talked about was intermittent fasting which he did some for his health but also he talked about how it was like helpful for him in his prayer life so i just want to ask you guys when has been a time like that you fasted and what was some of the results of that i just think fasting is really interesting and god tends to like do stuff in that season so when was the time and Mm -hmm. what was that like steve
0: okay Um, I've not done a lot of like food fasting, Okay. at least like on purpose. There are times that I'm like, oh, I don't have any food and I can't get any right now. And so I'm just hungry. Such as currently. Where I am at the moment. But, uh, no, there was a season where, um, a group of us that do like intercessory prayer at church. Um, we were praying for something specific and we just kind of all kind of agreed, let's Fast on Mondays and just kind of dedicate that day to praying for this uh, specific need. And it was kind of a, I don't know, it was kind of a modern American version of fasting, I feel like, because it was like, uh, let's fast until dinner, you know? So Mm -hmm. it was just kind of really like from when you wake up. And I thought, maybe I just want to do the whole day. So a couple of those Mondays, I did take the whole day. Mm -hmm. um, And... I still am not sure like how to how to interpret or process, you know, just yeah. what God did in that, you know, right. like um I feel like it was maybe a learning experience and i would do some things different in the future yeah. um but in terms of fasting from food mm-hmm. like that's about the extent of it yeah for me yeah. um i've done you know like there they talk about like technology fast right. Right. facebook
2: fast right right mm-hmm. things yeah. like
0: that and the, the, i think the important thing um that i still i don't know like i if i i don't, I don't know if i did it the way that it's like the correct way to do it. Like, like, I don't know if I was as mindful of the Lord as I would have wanted to be, Uh you know? Um, Uh So anyway, so I'm still kind of like baby steps on the, on the fasting.
1: I hear you.
2: Yeah. Well, and I kind of have a, a similar experience with fasting, you know, as you, like I I remember in, in high school, we did one of the like 30 hour famine Mm. as a youth group.
1: They call it a famine. It's only thirty hours. It's thirty hours. <laughs> I mean, the, <laughs> that's that. I okay. don't. It's not a famine, obviously. <laughs> yeah, We're yes, yeah. um,
2: but I, I remember being there, and it was like concurrent with this lock-in that we did at, at church. And so I'm thinking, like, <laughs> is this really terrible. a fast? Because I mean, you're not eating food for for thirty hours, so yeah, you're hungry. But then you you're just hanging out with friends. There's really no active, you know, conscious effort to really right. replace that time of eating with a time of you know. Eating scripture consuming mm-hmm. the word if mm-hmm. you will um, and and so I just remember getting to the end of that and then you have a pizza party and it's like hey um, mm. you know but I, I remember also this other another time when we had um, moved back to Michigan from California and um, it was July 15th of 2015 and um, I had I had decided that that day I would fast mm. and so anytime we were supposed to have a meal I would go back into the Back into the room, and I would have my Bible open, and I Mm -hmm. read through pretty much the entire, you know, Book of Psalms. And it was there was something really weird about it Mm -hmm. that it was it was unique, and it was really cool because it was like certain things in in the Bible were were just standing out. Like there was it was my spirit was more alive. And unfortunately, I'm like thinking back, I'm like, why haven't I done that again? Yeah. Um, And I think it's because it's just so easy to. To get into our daily routine right. of, of eating mm-hmm. food and and not really paying attention to making sure we're really experiencing scripture mm-hmm. a, as like a life-giving thing but I, I do remember that was that was really powerful and now i'm kind of convicting myself so <laughs>
1: i know i'm feeling the same thing i'm nervous about the words i'm going to say that i'm going to feel like i'm going to need to fast again hmm. but i actually did one recently with some friends uh from california and they just were like hey we're doing a 40-day prayer and fast thing and so i said yes and they're were, they were talking about specific things they were fasting for and so I, I can't do like all day fast. I get so hangry and oh, mean, yeah, it's bad. I get, it's bad. I don't know. And <laughs> it's not so, good for the
2: family. <laughs> it's
1: bad for my kids and my husband. So I did a 40 day, um, I cut cookies out, which I'm feeling, <laughs> trying not to dive into shame, but I like, I run so I can eat the cookies I make and I make really good cookies.
2: <laughs>
0: she so, is a good baker. Yeah. I can well, attest to that.
1: Thank you. Uh, so
0: side note.
1: Yeah.
2: October is national cookie
0: month.
1: So. Oh, why have I not brought them in? I yeah. have some at our house. I will come back and bring them.
2: Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to like hijack your your fasting. So right. we'll get back to that real quick. But there is a reason that I gained forty pounds after we got married. <laughs> Part of that was because mm. of her cookies. Yeah. So they are really good. Mm-hmm. So glory.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I make them with Earth Balance butter. So basically, they're. Like vegetables. So, anyway, I fasted from it. And what I liked about that is like, you know, how you just get in the habit if you're like me and you're like, what? I just go to the freezer because I freeze them to like try and prevent me from eating them. So, I have put them on and I just dive my hand in the giant cookie bowl. we <laughs> don't even know how jars giant cookie bowl and I refill it every week with like four dozen cookies. I'm so embarrassed.
2: Don't no be. They're vegetables. No shame. No, yeah. shame. you're basically eating broccoli. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, anyway, I had to stop that because I was like, no, I'm not eating cookies. And then it would just automatically turn my brain to like praying. And what I was praying for was our conference. And um, I don't know, I just have such a burden. And as I'm saying this, where I'm getting convicted is I feel like I need to do that again between now and November 11. But I have had Steve like times, like honestly, it's a, it's a spiritual discipline. Yep. And I mm-hmm. think for real, that was one of the first times that I've done it. And I've done it so rarely because I ain't get so hangry um, that it's just kind of been like, a mm-hmm. I just did it. I did it. And so there's yeah. nothing magical to happen. It was just right. kinda like I did it. And so I don't know. You have to believe it's like at least like priming your fasting muscles mm-hmm. for maybe yeah. another time when yeah. it's like really gonna be a breakthrough. I right. don't know. Yeah. Something to be said about obedience.
0: That's that's good. I mean, like and I don't want to belabor, but I, I feel fine. like in the future I would maybe wanna do it on a Saturday, just because yeah. on Monday I'm got go to work. at work, you totally. know, and I'm focused on the, I'm not able to kind of get away. I love your idea, Matt, of like being able to just pour into the Psalms and just spend yeah. mm-hmm. that time that I would be doing this thing, doing that instead, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway.
1: it was neat to be a witness to that day. I vividly remember that day hmm. because you were so just like, you were like, just like glowing with like, you weren't you like, you're hungry by the end of the day, but you were just like, I'm good. And yeah. I was like. Well, I'm going to go eat pizza. <laughs>
2: Sorry. <laughs> Wait. I, I had to wear a veil. I was like Moses coming back from the mountain. It was oh my glowing word. so hard.
1: Oh, my word. Okay, we're going to shift now to uh, the time in our podcast where we all take a vacation from our problems <laughs> Goofball Island. Love me some Goofball Island. Oh, yeah. All right, all right guys. This yeah. is the dad joke competition. Okay, here's the rules, guys. We'll start with Matt. He'll do a joke. He's going to be staring longingly, lovingly, funnily. That's not a word. Into Steve's eyes, trying to make him laugh. Mm -hmm. And the first one to do any sort of laugh, snort, guffaw, Mm, chuckle, they're going to get a point. The first one to three points loses.
2: Oh, so you want no points. Yeah. The goal is to not have points. Right. Okay. You yep. get a
1: point if you laugh.
2: Got so it. it's like getting Golf. points on your driver's license. Yes. Or something. Right. Okay. Three points and you're out. Okay.
1: So we've got producer Steve and we've got you need a title. Counselor <laughs> yeah. Matt. There you go. <laughs> okay, Matt. But for gonna...
0: this, it's just dads.
1: It's just Dad. <laughs> It's all it's just dads. It's here.
0: all about the dads.
1: Okay. All right, Matt.
2: All right. Steve. Uh, yes. What What time did the man go to the dentist?
0: I don't know. Tell me what time.
2: Two thirty.
0: Mm, that makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, Matt. Um, did you know that if prisoners were to take their own mugshots, mm-hmm. they would be called cell fees?
1: If you can't That's see, Matt... Good. He's doing a little smile. Mm.
2: That's a good one. Mm -hmm. I like that one. Um, Why do chicken coops have only two doors? I don't know why. If they had four, it would be a chicken sedan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Steve's holding it together. Mm -hmm. Shockingly.
0: Okay, I'm going to have to pull out the big guns here, Matt. What is it called? When a dad disciplines his children with word humor. I don't know. Punishment.
1: (laughs) And a point for that.
2: I like that one. That one's great. Thank you. Oh, wow.
1: Steve is winning.
2: Mm. Okay. All right. Why can't you hear a pterodactyl go to the bathroom? Got an idea, but why don't you tell me? Because the pea is silent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there's a guffaw. It's one to one.
2: Yep. That was
0: good.
1: That because the uh... pea is silent.
0: <laughs> That's good. All oh, right. it's my turn, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Steve's okay, okay. turn. Okay, go to town. All there. right. Matt, why do crabs never give to charity? Mm,
2: yeah. I have an idea.
0: It is because they are too shellfish. Yeah.
2: I, th- I think that's scientifically wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. But it makes sense. Okay. I actually had that one down on my list. Oh, too. all right, all right. <laughs> um, a little crossover so I was, there. I was aware of that one.
1: Still one-to-one.
2: Um, okay. Why, Steve, why did the Clydesdale give a pony a glass of water? I don't know. He was a little horse. <laughs>
1: Shoot. <laughs> and two. Shoot. Matt's up by one.
2: All right, all right.
0: <clears throat> Matt, what do you call... Fish with no eyes. I have no idea.
2: A shh. Mm. I thought
1: it was funny. It okay. <laughs> was a good one. Good
2: try. That is nice. Okay. I, okay. Okay. It's just nice. So, uh, Steve, I had a dream last night. Oh, all right. And I was a muffler. Woke uh-huh. up exhausted. Smirk. A hearty smirk. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So definitely
0: smirk worthy. Uh, okay. Um, what does a pirate say when he becomes an octogenarian? I don't know. I matey. <laughs> huh? That's,
2: That's
0: very good. Okay. Very good. That
1: was a
2: okay. good one and That's a
1: voice and everything.
0: It's all, yeah.
2: Okay. All right. Well, I, I'll, I'll throw right back at you with okay. pirate humor. Um, what is a pirate's favorite letter? I don't know. You'd think it'd be R, but a pirate's first love always be the sea. That
0: was clever. A smile. That okay. was clever. Yes.
1: You got a full-tooth smile.
0: Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, this isn't really a pirate so much, but it does involve a little bit of theater. Um, where does Fonzie like to go for lunch? I don't know. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> nice. Okay. No. All right,
1: Steve's killing it. This guy, on, he's doing
0: good. <laughs> this
2: but, guy you, is that's,
1: uncrackable. It's, yeah,
2: it's gotta be. <sighs> it's got to. It's got to be good. Um, so, Steve. Okay. When you, when you go into a restroom, you're an American. Yes. When you come out of the restroom, you're still an American. Okay. What are you while you're in there?
0: I know this one. Tell us. European. Hmm.
1: Come on, baby. Yep. That was like yep. we know
2: her now when we are there. Okay. I, I didn't change. I had never heard. You not that. heard that one? Yeah, I uh, thought it all was. Alright,
1: right, how about we'll just do this as the last? We'll do two, one more from each of okay, you. Okay,
2: alright. Well, I started, so how about Steve gets two? Okay, get, okay. There right. you go. All right. I gotta pull out the best one. All right. What's the difference between a poorly
0: dressed man on a tricycle and a well dressed man on a bicycle? I don't know. A tire. <laughs>
1: I'm laughing.
2: (laughs) Laurie, I think you would have lost already. Where's the mom (laughs) joke?
1: These are mom jokes. Oh,
2: man. There's so many good ones. Mm. So who was the fattest knight at King Arthur's round table? I don't know. Circumference. He had too much (laughs) pie. Yeah.
1: Oh,
2: that was that was a little snicker. That
1: was. <laughs> I think that's three points. Was that three? I think Matt oh! wins.
2: Woohoo!
0: Oh,
1: good job. Wow. Yeah.
0: I want, I want a rematch. I want a rematch.
2: Did did you have some other good ones that you, were, you I, were thinking of using? Well, I thought the ones I used were good. Oh. So. You I, have you know.
1: Matt. You have one more. Go ahead. Um, why right.
2: why shouldn't you trust Adams? Atoms.
0: Adams. Yeah. Because they make up everything. Yep. Uh, uh, I knew I saw that I one. I get somewhere. that
1: one on Facebook. <laughs> Thanks for watching and All right. listening to that. All right, Matt. Wow. Your counselor training has helped you. Yeah. And uh Steve, you had some funny ones. I was yeah. laughing. I don't know why he was Thanks. Were
2: laughing. I, I it was sympathy laughs. Straight face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a sympathy yawn. Lor Lori, Lori wasn't in the like tense moment. She was free that's to, true. to laugh to that, her artist. That's thinking. true. That's mm. I didn't There was some to, good like I really yeah. like the, the Fonzie one. Oh, okay. But I, I, I just, I
1: Are you a around. real Dad joke guide, Steve?
2: Mm, oh. I kind of am. Okay, but interestingly,
1: what
0: the one about punishment? That one. Yeah. That one was amazing. that one was invented by my son. What? Because I threw a pun at him, and I was like, "Sorry, I'm a dad. I have to do this." And he yeah. was like, "Oh, is it my punishment?"
1: Oh, yeah. See that? that, that was that's good. probably
2: why I laughed because I had never heard right. that one before Matt at all. It was surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, well now we're going to get real serious, climb off of Goofball Island okay. and hang out with our friend Sadness. And uh, not really, but so we're going to talk about Lament. Are,
2: are you saying we're going like to go on a camping trip? It's going to be intense?
1: Mm -hmm. these are gonna keep coming at us aren't they we've opened
0: the floodgate
2: i know matt's
1: (laughs) brain is a trap okay but there's like some talk like rumblings about like spiritual disciplines and especially and specifically lament which is really interesting to me that it's kind of like becoming somewhat trendy um and there's part of me that's like no i I did this like a long time ago not everybody's doing it but (laughs) I can calm down and get off my need to be special. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, Enneagram 4. And I can uh, we can talk about this. Like, what is lament? Why do we do it? Um, but first, like, Steve, I know this is going to be kind of new for you. You've, like, done some of this or talked about it. So mm-hmm. I'd love to hear questions from you. Yeah. But I'm first going to ask, like, Matt, what is your first experience with lament? And really, like, what is it?
2: Well, I, I know that, you know, episode two, maybe, I talked about the lament of of Chewbacca dying, but my my first, (laughs) I I think my first true lament was, well, honestly, when when we, me and you, Lori, when we were in our dating phase and had decided to break up. Mm. Um, And I mean, it wasn't something where I like sat down and like had this, you know, purposeful expression of my anguish. It was literally like I was driving home and, like, couldn't stop the tears from coming. And so I had to pull to the side of the road.
1: Right after we broke up?
2: Yeah. And I remember calling my dad and talking to him and he was, you know, listening and, you know, doing the dad thing of, well, there's, you know, plenty more fish in the sea and everything. But it was just this feeling of, of like loss and feeling of, okay, God, what, what is happening? Like back to square one, this is not what I was expecting at all. And Um, but really allowing myself the time to like, not feel like I had to hold that in and Mm. and just be stoic. Right. Um, and that, so yeah, I think that was probably my first like true lament because by the end of it, there was this sense of, you know, almost like with God in prayer after crying and, you know, everything just saying, okay, I trust you. Like Mm. there's, there's going to be something, um,
1: Which those are important ingredients that you're saying. It's like when we answer the question, what is lament? It's really getting out all the like painful emotions. So it may start out as anger. I think that's like our quick jump to in culture. And just it's easier. Anger is a mask emotion for fear or pain. And so it's like below that. So it starts out in anger. Underneath that, it gets to the sorrow and the sadness and gets that all out to a point of like at least homeostasis. Even if you're not like, I'm happy now, where you read this Mm -hmm. in the Psalms, which a quarter of the Psalms are lament and imprecation, which are either like, "Ah, God, this sucks, or imprecate like, kill the enemies you know, yeah. <laughs> like pleading for him to do something but the important ingredients are getting out like gutting yourself it feels like a gutting of your like painful emotions but it feels. has to get out on god mm-hmm. which i think that's an important ingredient so even though your dad was there as what we call like an empathic witness so someone to be like empathetic in the moment mm-hmm. he wasn't like oh put it on me matt because he can't handle yeah, it no as i've said in with clients many times Nobody can handle all of our crazy. Like, Hmm. nobody... And there's a proverb about that. Like, no, each heart knows its own pain, and no one can share equally in its joy. Mm -hmm. So I feel that. Like, do you ever feel like nobody can get mad enough with you or happy enough with you? Like, sort of, but not really? Yeah. Uh, Well, well,
0: I mean, I can... I can relate to being on the other side of it. Where it's like when somebody seems to be, well, not necessarily dumping. Oh, okay. It could be yeah, they're yeah. excited about yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It could be like, yeah. isn't this awesome? Isn't yeah, 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 and yeah. they're so in a frenzy. I'm like, mm-hmm. I would, my yeah. head would have to explode to try to match. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Or like, yes. you know, so I'm kind of just sitting there going, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I feel like there's almost like a pressure to kind of go totally. there and, and be kind of with them. Yeah. Totally. Um, but it's hard to match sometimes.
1: Well, and I don't even know if it's possible to like, completely equal even Mm -hmm. with your spouse like i know there's times like where i like look at you i'm like why are you not happier like i feel like the only person who can handle all of our sad Mm -hmm. crazy and our happy crazy (laughs) is god like (laughs) because he's like i know i made it isn't it great yeah well and pain
2: and i know there's been many times when you've been sharing something painful in your life and and i'm like looking at the the bright side and looking at that peacemaker part of me where if it's specifically with someone else i'm like well i can see with it and you're like no i just want you to be mad with me well and and i like can't go there
1: no and it's so that happened this week it stopped me so matt is he's so good at seeing both sides of things which makes him a great counselor but sometimes uh,
2: Not the empathic witness you want mm. necessarily.
1: Not the person's hard has a husband sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so like this week, I know I was doing dishes and I was just like, Matt, X, Y, Z, this is so hard right now. And I didn't even realize inside I was like bracing myself for like the correct, like this the is the way to remove the pain. And this is the route you go. It was like, you just said, that must be really hard. And I was like, I totally stopped. And I turned and I was like. Thank you. And then, but then I actually did the really bad thing. And instead of just being like, thank you, Matt, that meant a lot. I did a jerk wife move. And then I was like, you would never do that. You always respond wrong. And then I had to apologize. But um, anyway, I kind of rubbed it in his face. So that's a bad example. Real life. Um, But I wouldn't, a time, like, if I can share some of the Mm -hmm. first time I lamented or just sometimes that it's been really important for me is... um, I was introduced to this whole concept with Carolyn, um, my counselor, who I talk about quite a bit, and she, she was like, "You got to write it down." And so, um, and she was talking about one of the assaults that I'd gone through Mm -hmm. with a stranger in a store, and I had talked about this like with counselor, like I talked about, I felt like I was forgave him, and it was all good, and I was like, "Why do I need to talk about this again?" But I felt an edge to my voice whenever I'd talk about um, like men and about like that. Wound in particular. So that was kind of like an indicator there was still some of that gunk inside that hadn't gotten out. Even though I said I forgave him, but it's Mm kind of like, I forgave him, you know, Mm. (laughs) that's sort of edgy. And so she's like, you need to write it down. So I go home and I write it down. And it's funny because I do laments now and Matt will be like, what are you doing, hon? And I'm like, writing a lament. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then I back slowly out of the room. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's funny how I can feel nothing. I feel zero writing it down. But then I would go, I went back to counseling with Carolyn and she took me through some of this listening prayer process, which I'm sure we'll talk about maybe next week. Who knows? Or maybe when we have her on in a few weeks. Um, but... We uh, went through some of this listening prayer process, and she took me back. Like we just like went back to that memory, and I just poured it out. And something about like pouring it on Jesus, like visualizing Jesus receiving my emotions, and then having Carolyn like be there, not like I wasn't praying onto her, but to be there, like next to me, praying Mm -hmm. with me, and also hearing me, and also crying with me. So empathy, but also pushing me toward Jesus to get it all out. It was inexplicable. I went mm-hmm. from Im- totally numb, emotionless, with, like, a hard edge about that memory to, like, getting it all out. Um, and then that's, like, when we, we asked Jesus, like, to come back into that mm-hmm. memory. And we, we'll we talk about that mm-hmm. when we talk about Safe Place. But, yeah.
0: So, um I'm just wanna make sure yeah, I'm yeah. following and tracking with you. Please. So unfiltered, um yes. kinda seems like that's a important yeah. part Raw. of it.
1: Oh, there oh, yeah. were some swear words. Yeah. So those are welcome. Yep, yeah. yeah. At least in our book. And
0: <laughs> so it isn't about okay, I've gotta say the right Christian sounding no. thing and I've gotta
1: she it, would pause me. She'd be like, nope, this is edited. Mm-hmm. Or she'd like be like, no, what you wrote down if it's not gritty enough. Like if she can just tell, like, if, if I was trying to mimic a song, oh Lord, this was yeah. hard. And thank mm-hmm. thee though. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> for this pain, for my good. Rejoice she'd like, in no. your
2: sufferings in mm-hmm. all moments. No,
1: she would just be like, that's not it. Because mm-hmm. she knows there's and this takes a gifted person, but sure. also just awareness of your own Gut. I don't know how to describe it other than like mm-hmm. getting the wound. It's like infection goes or grows around wounding mm-hmm. and it gets the tears. I believe get the infection out. Mm-hmm. And so even though I am not. Or one, screaming. Or screaming.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you're screaming and swearing, like in your writing, even like yeah. that, that, yeah. that can help. Yeah. At times.
1: At least is it like a handle to grab onto? Anger's mm-hmm. an easier handle to grip. But yeah, then it gets deeper into sorrow and I can Like get the tears out. Tears help to like bring it out, Mm. even though I am not a crier. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: But yeah, for sure, unedited, and um, these are not things that you would publish. And that's like what I wanted to say is like, where where do you lament? Where is it okay to lament? Mm, Yeah. Um, And I think sometimes because we do have a real core need to be heard and understood and um, cared for, um, sometimes we can like like you said, we can do our happy. Happy celebration ones or our sad ones mm-hmm. onto people and expect them to fix it, but they're people. Mm-hmm. Or we do it on like Facebook. I've done that before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've mean, yeah.
2: Yeah, it doesn't really work out that well because, I mean, there's so so you mentioned writing is a part of the lament process yeah. for you, like, and and there's a reason for that. Writing you can't write as fast as you can speak, and you can't speak as fast as you can think. So the act of writing even has like, forces your brain to almost pause in that emotion a little longer oh. instead of, well, instead of just, like, blitzing through it and being like, okay, I'm done. Hmm. Um, so writing it is is good to help you process it, but, like, underneath that writing, you're still feeling this emotion. Right. Whereas if you're posting that on Facebook or if you're posting it, if, like, someone's just reading it, they're not hearing the tone of voice. They're not right. seeing the posture that you're feeling. And so sometimes that lament can just from an outsider just reading it can come off very differently than maybe your meaning and feeling inside. And so it's, it's kind of dangerous to just like write a lament. Like you wouldn't want to write a lament and just hand it to someone.
1: Right. Well, and it's your, your raw data of your heart. Like it's not wrong what you said, but it's like, I would, I just feel for people. And when I've done it, like I felt this, like, Oh, don't put your tender, your tender, like unprocessed, Lament online for people to rip apart because that's just going to make us hide more and more and more. Mm, Yeah. Because you could get an, you don't get enough likes or you do get enough likes and then, or you get comments that are mean and they just took your like gritty heart pain and they just Mm -hmm. step on it or they give you your value when our value needs to come from the father seeing Mm -hmm. us, not people. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I mean, I've never really had a very good understanding of some, like, s- social media rants. Yeah, okay? mm-hmm. yeah. Because I come from a generation that r- wants to deny and stuff yeah. Yeah. lament and wants, to, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. yeah. Uh, even, like, in the church, totally. even, like, in the evangelical church, there oh, yeah. is kind of, like, this resistance, like, it's uncomfortable, it's right. messy, right. and we're supposed to kind of rise above and experience joy and yeah. to thank God yeah. in all circumstances, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, right. Um, well, then you've got this other extreme where people are just like Putting it all totally up. expressing their Absolutely. lament but not in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Not
1: in it with a safe person right. and toward God. Like, right. even though Carolyn is so wise and other people... Matt, mm-hmm. I've done laments with you, but I never do them on you. Mm. <laughs> like, I do them toward God and you help push me toward God. Mm-hmm. What's your face doing?
2: Well, I was just <laughs> thinking it's it's... Some of those have been funny given that the lament you're doing is with me as the empathic witness but also about me as the person who hurt you and those were very interesting and you know somewhat like please use discernment Mm. in in doing that because it's not it's not easy and i had to like be in prayer and like just being willing to listen to you and not feel like i have to defend myself as you're lamenting because i know that this is process.
1: Let mm. me explain that. So this was after Matt came forward with his pornography addiction and I was, I was in my healing process of like, you liar and all this. And so I was in my, I knew in order to truly forgive Matt, I needed to grieve him mm-hmm. just like Jesus in Gethsemane. He didn't go like, all right, we had the last supper. Now I'm going to go to the cross. Woo, woo. He was like, I got to go and grieve what all you suckers did. <laughs> like mm, He got I all the it. pain out so that then for the joy set before him, the cross. So that's why my example is this, that's always my go-to is Jesus grieved sin. Mm-hmm. He grieved what he had to carry first. And so therefore I can too. Mm-hmm. So I, I did the like, I forgive you, Matt, like after the first few weeks. And then it was like three or four months later. And I was like, why am I still so mad at him? And um, so I wrote out this big lament about him and I like went to him like, and I think that God wants me to process this lament with you. And I'm so, so mad. So we go and he's like, we do go to the safe place centering prayer. And then we, I go to Jesus with this pain and it was so crazy powerful for our marriage, for Matt to mm-hmm. hear me not scream at him. Mm. Honestly, that didn't really help. But for me to do the anger, and mm-hmm. get below the anger to the pain and yeah. pour it on Jesus. And then we're both listening to Jesus together. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, like Tim Keller says, prayer that doesn't answer the God of the, God of the Bible is not is just, we're just talking to ourselves. So mm-hmm. this was all with the Bible as discernment that we're eating and yeah. chewing on, you know, hopefully all the time. But well, then and we I, listen to God together. Yeah. yeah
2: and I, I remember you coming to me and my response being like, whoa, no, he doesn't. I, what? Don't, I don't want to, when he was telling you to do this lament process oh, yeah, with, with me you. and I was like, are you sure? Cause yeah. that sounds really terrible for me. Right. So neither of us wanted to do it, but no. then, I mean, even, and this is literally just coming to my head now, but as you're talking, it's almost like, you know, those silly little, I feel statements that we're supposed to be doing with one another. Can like, you give an example? So like if, and and this is by no means a real life example, but you know, if I went to Lori and said, "Lori, when you load the dishwasher incorrectly, it makes me frustrated because mm-hmm. I then have to redo it in order to and yeah. whatever." When you do mm-hmm. this, I feel yeah. this. Yeah. When you do this, I feel this. And you know, you said this. This process of lament wasn't just you screaming at me. It wasn't mm-hmm. you saying, "Matt, you're a bleepity bleep bleep." This. Mm-hmm. How could you bobble? Like, it really was an expression of. And I knew what I had done. I mean, you didn't have to tell me, like, Matt, this is what you did. Because you weren't even talking to me. But it was like this expression of this is all the aftermath that I feel. Mm. Mm. As opposed to this, you know, kind of personal degradation of me. It was this expression of what you were dealing with. And that was it. Got And and in that, like, because I didn't want to do that to you. Obviously, that wasn't, you know, why I... Looked at pornography, that wasn't like the goal. I didn't wake right. up one day and say, I want to just mess with my wife and make her feel terrible. Right. And so, surprisingly, like that lament gave me, that time of lament gave me a far better understanding of your own emotional response to the way I had sinned against you. So, yeah, I, I, sorry, this is literally me just processing. I know. So, I, I don't, I don't know that I'm I, hearing this. I know that I don't know <laughs> that I have like a concluding statement yeah. other than it's. It's surprising that in counseling, we teach people, in a sense, to do these little micro-laments that people scoff at. Wait, yeah. like well, what? Like the little I feel statements. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I feel when you do this. Like, yeah. That kind of is a lament, in a yeah, sense. Yeah, tiny. But, you know, doing these deep laments, yeah. like, are, I mean, are helpful for, for, for just us to do, as long as it's toward God. But then, yep. as an observer... I don't know that it was just a unique position for me i guess and so
0: it, i mean it sounds a little like you're saying um lament is in essence legitimizing and validating feelings it's just yeah. you know yeah and and uh, again in kind of like old school evangelical circles yeah. it's we're taught to not trust our feelings right. you know what i'm saying right and i understand i mean i think maybe we need to just make a distinction between trusting your feelings and putting your trust in your feelings totally you know what i'm saying well like because feelings are an indicator of something, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like this is, allows us to kind of follow that yep. and bring God into it.
1: I would just purport that feelings are always a true indicator of what you feel is true, but they're not a true indicator of what is true. Mm. Yeah.
2: yeah, And
1: so I think we have to get these feelings up and out. It's Lament is putting words to the guttural cries of our heart. Mm. So it's just... TAPPING SENTENCES ONTO WHAT WE'RE ALREADY FEELING. SO YOUR GENERATION, GENERATIONS BEFORE US, STUFF IT ALL DOWN AND COPE. AND THEN THAT CAN LEAD TO WHATEVER FORM OF HIDDEN DYSFUNCTIONAL BEHAVIOR WE WANT. Mm -hmm. BUT WE WOULD SAY GET THOSE FEELINGS UP AND OUT IN A JOURNAL, ON JESUS SOMEWHERE WITH AN EMPATHIC WITNESS. I WOULD SAY NOT ON FACEBOOK BECAUSE People can't, not because to shame you, but because people can't handle it. Mm. Like they're going to handle your heart incorrectly. Your 900 friends aren't going to tenderly care for it like Jesus can. And he's the only one who ever can hear us enough and meet that enough. But what's neat about doing lament in community with safe community is that they can hear your heart toward Christ and they can like listen with you. So in our small group, we're learning how to do this to like pray like in community, mm-hmm. get this out on Jesus. And then they like, listen, like they speak truth over us from the word and mm-hmm. like what they're sensing. And then they also travel alongside you so that it's not just this like ripping out these emotions and then you're left with nothing. It's we're receiving in community from God. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, I don't know, it's really changed a lot of even how I forgive um, which I think that would be neat to talk about, Matt. Like the next that next part of the story when I began to forgive you, and mm-hmm. um, how we even like go how does lament connect to forgiveness, mm-hmm. and like why is it in such an integral part of forgiveness, the forgiveness process? Um, so let's let's go there next week. Who is someone that you had a hard time forgiving? Mm-hmm. You Guys, willing to go there?
2: <laughs> yep.
1: And um, how how maybe is that going and we don't have to maybe use specific names and maybe it's like you know what this there's someone that was hard and i it keeps coming back up and maybe god wants me to go there so Thank you so much, everyone who listens to this whole In My Heart podcast for going on this deep inward journey of the heart with us every week and also to Goofball Island because <laughs> we can't always be so serious. Um, but hey, check us out at HIMHministries.com. Come to our Caring Well Conference. Uh, that is next month, 11-11. We'd love to meet you guys. It's really fun to see. Tickets are going. Registration's happening. There's going to be quite a few people there and we're we'd love to meet you. Um, email us if you have questions if you want to talk about any of this lament if you have questions that you'd want us to talk on the podcast about we'd love to do that and subscribe to the podcast it just search hole in my heart podcast there hole it
2: is on
1: iTunes I need to get it on Google Chrome play, something. play. that's it oh, again pray for me <laughs> in my inability to use technology <laughs> okay all right well thanks so much for all of us here for Matt Lori, and producer Steve thanks for listening
0: Thanks for listening to the Hole in My Heart podcast. The gospel is good news for everybody, every day. Learn more at himhministries.com.